welcome to the first video podcast on the talk of today we have mr andy slash sheepy with us today uh i'll get to that in a second but um as you can notice um we've upgraded we've um we've gone to video so this will be the first episode on um youtube as well uh sucks that i can't get the spotify uh vodcasting working or i don't know what what's the deal with that but yeah so this will be the first episode um with video and then you know you can see faces to the guests all right future ethan here if you may or may not have noticed there is no video halfway through this recording the camera decided not to cooperate and just decided to shut off i heard the shutter just close and um yeah i knew it was over uh so unfortunately due to technical difficulties they there isn't going to be the first episode with video Although this is going to be the first episode on YouTube, there's no video for now. So until I figure that out, it's just going to be looking at the logo for like an hour. Anyways, back to the episode. Now, in front of me, or to my left, I have Mr. Andy slash Sheepy. Why don't you go ahead and give yourself a little introduction? Sure. My name's Andy. Well, online I'm known as Sheepy. Um... Background on the Sheepy name, um, it's been my gamer tag since I was 11 years old. Um, it was a nickname I had at school, and it's kind of transcended all through my life as my Xbox gamer tag, every game, and now into Web3, Twitter, I go by Sheepy, but I'm also Andy, and I love sport, I love games, yeah. I like fashion. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're going to get into it today. I got a few things written down, but like I said, we can just uh, we can just go off script. Doesn't really matter that much. But one thing that I have new is I um, I, I don't know what to call it yet. I kind of want to say like shower slash toilet thoughts. But if I think of something weird that I want to talk about, I'll write it down. In this case, it's been notifications. Okay. So um, what I've also done is um, for the past two weeks, I've had no notifications on Twitter. Uh, Snapchat and Instagram and and sometimes even none on my phone just WhatsApp just for emergencies and honestly life has been pretty decent like I feel like I like my phone is becoming more of an accessory not a priority which is always great because it's just I realized I was way not dependent but um you know you look at your screen time and I'm just like damn I spent eight hours on on my phone on this like you know sometimes it's not really that accurate because you'll fall asleep but Still, when you look at the numbers, you're just like, yeah, you know what? I gotta cut back down. So I think right right now I'm aiming for about six hours, which is still a lot. But um, considering that you know sometimes I have to be on teams and everything, um, I I I think I want to aim for that. Maybe even like five hours is fine. But what's your thoughts on that? See, I was someone like you. So before uh, I'll get it, before I got my smartwatch, every time my phone buzzed off, I had to look at it. Yeah. I always had to check what it was and what it is. I then got my first Apple Watch like three, four years ago. Game changer for me. Yeah. yeah. Because like with my full-time job, with me keeping stuff busy, instead of me checking my phone now, get a vibration, go, oh, that's useless. Oh, I don't need to do that. Reply later. exactly. Or that. And it is something that I've tried to wean myself off is something I did wean myself off. But as with everything, a lot of things I've been doing in life now is like, I've taken it back to the bare minimum and started to introduce stuff back in a way that is a bit more structured and I can control it. Yeah. And that's one of the nice things with notifications being always on is that I can choose when to do it. I have focus modes on my phone, which are great. have certain apps pinging at certain times. Um, In the mornings, I try not to look at anything for the first 30 minutes when I wake up. So it's kind of building in this, trying to build it around my structure to how it yeah. works. I mean, yeah, like it, it works differently for everyone. Um, for me, I had so the focus mode. It's a good thing because I have um, a focus mode called schooling, and that's just basically whenever I'm working with something for school, I put that on, and then it just I don't see any notifications like on any app. I don't see how much I have, um, which also helps because say you go on like if, if I go on my phone and I have to reply to an email or whatever I don't see any pings or like any numbers I'm like oh that number went up I gotta check this so it's really like you know I'm in my zone if you would um and 
like the focus modes are really great too because um, you can kind of tie them in with um, like your location. Yeah. And if you if you just get, like you can ask Siri to say hey just turn this on. And honestly, like when I because like, I have it when I go to bed too, like everything just shuts down. But I still have the bad habit of um, being on my phone even when I'm supposed to be asleep. But um, that's something I'm trying to build off and and and, and regulate um, because uh, for some I mean for me like I fall asleep really easy if I have something in the background because I'll look at I'll watch like whatever video that on YouTube and then that's when I fall asleep because like I'll look at it and then I'll just you know go in my thoughts and I'm not really thinking about oh I have to breathe a certain way to fall asleep oh I have to think about this count sheet so I, it's just like you know I just look at it and then bang fall asleep so I don't know and that's also a really big thing for me sleep like, yeah for sure for sure this, I mean also context I'm in Germany right now that's where Mr. Andy lives. I had a uh, an incredible weekend to say. Um, today we watched. Uh, I almost said Saint Pauli. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, we watched Nuremberg. Uh, a mutual friend of ours play. Unfortunately, he got injured. So James, all the best. Um, he tore his MCL and his um, meniscus. So he's out for three to four months. So all the best, James. We I wish you or we wish you a speedy recovery. Um, and thank you for the tickets as well. Uh, it was really great experience. Um, the, the the atmosphere was really really good. The ultras were, were just on fire. Um, the only like thing that I noticed is that the entire stadium wasn't like as hectic uh, as you could say I'm used to because uh, going to like the Netherlands games, the entire stadium is absolutely just screaming their lungs off. Yeah. But it was just one one section. But yeah, two one win against Paderborn. Um, Pretty, pretty important uh, three points final game of the season so um, yeah just happy days um, but yeah besides that I'll explore the city it's a very German city um, where we're located right now it's where it's like central Europe so we're like the furthest from any ocean um, yeah. and that was a bit like weird to comprehend but then again I mean it is Germany um, and also in the city we're in uh, it used to be it's a historical site for World War Two. We're not going to mention the name, the, the party in, involved, um, but yeah, it's like seeing that too. Like you see it on your textbooks, and you're just like, wow, like this is actually like in person. So it's 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 it takes a some getting not it it takes a while to sink in, um, but after a while, it did. yeah, yeah, great weekend. Uh, as you mentioned, it's a lot of historical significance, and it said sometimes it takes a bit of time to process it. Mm -hmm. But it's been great having Ethan come to visit me. I said get to meet my friends. Have a look around, show around the city, and go watch some football. It's been been very good, very good. Yeah, for sure. So, as we kind of lightly touched on the Web three stuff, so uh, another quick uh, background info: we know each other from Discord, uh, from the Web three NFT stuff, uh, the crypto stuff. Known each other for about a year now, um, and then uh, I was always uh, saying, "Oh, I'm coming to Germany," and then it's just like, "Yeah." Go on, but then I finally, like two, three months ago, I said, "You know what? Why not?" So I decided to buy my tickets, and um, in that time, I set up my podcast, and here we are, we're recording a podcast. Um, but yeah, so you, uh, a quick little background, uh, kind of explain it very globally, not really touch, uh, going that deep. But um, we are both working and employed for a certain project, um, and Sheepy has recently gotten a promotion. He's been made a community lead, so basically he, actually he's my boss, um, but yeah, basically uh, he just strategizes along with the founders, brings up ideas, keeps everything fresh, keeps everything in check, and communicates. It's like a bridge between every every uh, the founders and, and us, me working under him. Um, so yeah, what are your thoughts towards that? How, you, how do you feel about it? What are your... Um, What's your vision for it? Yeah, what do you what do you, what are your feelings about it? No, it's been great. I, I think it's a great opportunity, as you said. I've now been in this kind of space for the year. I've been working for the project since January, so I'm about 10, 11 months into working. And it's been interesting to really see and learn and kind of observe the change which happened over the past 11 months. And I think I've seen people come and go. I've seen the latest craze be there and next week and kind of how quickly things are yeah. changing even in this past week has been crazy and i think like 
I'm absolutely honoured to have this position because I've always been part of it and it's always been something that, look, I enjoy doing it. It's it's a hobby as well as a job. It's quite good having that structure that I do enjoy spending my time. Yeah. And I'm lucky my community lead partner, Kaito, we get on very well. Like, we are yin and yang. We are complete opposites. He's highly creative. He's very fluid, a bit all over the place, like an absolute genius in writing. I'm not an artist. I'm not a writer. I'm more about getting stuff done. I like structure. I like organising stuff. Yeah. And that's where it's good because we complement each other. I, th- I was just going to, I just thought about it. I think the best way to describe you guys is a glass of water. Kaito would be the water where it's just like, you know, he's, he's, it's, it's crazy. He goes, if, if he feels like going into a certain direction and he really, with his heart and his emotions and everything, he says, yes, I'm going to go here. He'll do it. But like you said, you just, you just like your structure, you just like everything to be in place and everything to be balanced. Yeah. Yin and yang. But, um, yeah, as you said, you know, we've seen people come and go and, um, especially with like working within the team, um, you know, you see a lot of changes and especially like for me, I spend a lot of time, um, working for them um had you see a lot of things like if you think back to maybe four 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 months ago even it was super busy and now it's a bit more uh, calmed down of a lot of things have happened uh good and bad um but i mean i'm 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 gonna i'm gonna still kite those words and say hey we're in the present uh and we just gotta look to the future uh the past of the past and that's already done so um yeah that's that's pretty much it Technical difficulties. The camera just decided to not record anymore or whatever. I heard a shutter click and I don't know. Technical difficulties, first episode. Please um, don't like berate me and don't criticize me. <laughs> We're still figuring it. I'm, I'm still figure th- figuring this thing out as I go. But anyway, I don't, know, I don't know where I was left off. But actually, let me just dive into my next topic, which is um, fashion. As you said, you are. We're both highly into football. Um, you support Tottenham? Yeah. Till I die. Uh, mm, interesting take. I don't know how people will react to that because um, you know they haven't won anything in recent history. But you know what? We'll we'll we'll, we'll avoid that for now. But um, yeah, I mean, people that know me know that I love my sports, love my football. But you are huge into fashion. Kind of ties into your daily job. Um, and basically, the reason why I chose this point is because we both absolutely loved the collaboration with Daily Paper and Ajax. And we both like had a long t- uh, Instagram talk like on how this just is going to be the future, on how clubs position themselves within the fashion industry because technically, not technically, but now the more like you see kids more outside of uh, like a sports activity, um, just purely because it's like that nice, um, especially with like the second kid of Ajax, the home kid even, but the third kid just amazing and the doors that it opens up is is is. I mean, it's just, it's so great. Um, but yeah, like I said, the reason why I chose it is because I think more teams will start to get into it, uh, especially with like PSG, um, with the Jordan collab. Um, I'll be honest, I personally haven't seen much come from it, like much innovation and much, like a lot of different things. But what do you think about like how, where that's going to go? I think it's an area which we're going to see more. But kind of as we've seen with football as social media has grown and we've seen influence here the act of kind of people showing off collaborations has got more and more there's all this hype behind it i think as you said the trend at the moment is people wear football shirts casually i remember the big one was when drake wore the pink juventus shirt whether you remember that and that shirt then sold out everywhere was instantly get is now like a classic there but we're seeing more and more collaboration with fashion brands but there's kind of two types of collaborations there's your high end and then you've got your streetwear both catered to different audiences both have good and bad aspects and we see in a lot of more high-end collaborations because we look at what basketball did nba they have tunnel walks players wear their best outfits balenciaga gucci louis vuitton tying into their game and they want to look good off the pitch and look good on the pitch. 
And then you have the high fashion tie-ins. You have people like Sonny working with Burberry. You have um, uh, Calvert-Lewin working. Yeah. Um, oh, I've forgotten who he's with. I don't remember, but Hector Bellerin. Hector Bellerin as well. All these people are high fashion. Whereas these are great for the players and bring a lot of credibility of the worlds. We see Stone Island have partnered with AC Milan. They've just released that. Off-White are with Juventus. Palace have done something with Juventus. Um, there's all these collaborations happening, but it brings credibility for footballers. They love that, but the price points are too high. But then you have the streetwear aspect. The people wearing your shirts casually, out and about. As we mentioned, Daily Paper Ajax. You see United kits out mm-hmm. and about. You see the classic college shirts. You see Arsenal shirts. Arsenal well. shirts everywhere. And this is where the cultural credibility comes in. A lot of these streetwear brands, we say such as like Palace, Daily Paper, Supreme, ones like this are from the streets. They were skaters growing up. They They weren't these high fashion fashion shows from the streets, a lot more relatable. And this brings a lot of street credibility in. And you see... If a club can create a garment or the company that creates it, being able to make something which can be worn off the pitch and on the pitch, great your sales. Clubs have it, a lot more exposure. Yeah, It's something which we see, especially, as I said, in the age of social media, more and more pictures and showing off. Yeah, especially so um, with the NBA one, like shout out to Ball Club Co. Because they, they, they do like, uh, they're like Bleacher Report, but for fashion. Um, and um, yeah, basically, like they they pretty much post a collage of say one player and all of their fits, which is like super cool because you see that like a lot of those a lot of the players now they'll spend a lot of money on on clothes to look good, you know, part of the drip, especially like the French national team, like they they all like want to look good on and off the pitch. Um, but yeah, like you said, more and more you see that like the street credit is just I thought to me then. I think that's the most important thing because, like, that's where the most of your fans lie. That's, like, your, your demographic. Like, that's where you get talked about the most. Because I don't think you're going to dinner when, in, like, your suit and tie talking to Bill Gates or whatever, wearing your Balenciagas and be like, so you watch Arsenal over the weekend? Like, I mean, he might mo- we might watch it, but, you know, it's not, like, going to be, like, the main topic. Um, so that's why I think, like, the streets are just where it is. And that's... Like exact a good example is that um that, that daily paper third kit the the IX kit there's like um there's football pitches it's all a over. local relevancy local yeah. cultural relevancy and the power of that sticks with people like those kits will be remembered Forever. and especially daily paper said they're from Amsterdam two yeah. guys from Africa set it up in Amsterdam it's very culture it's very it's very local and the thing is also like um it's a story. Exactly, and that's the thing that a lot of I feel people slash clubs fail to realize is if you can sell a story to someone, it doesn't matter like what team. Like you can be a, a Londoner and you'll buy that kit. Like I know I know people that don't support Ajax, but they'll buy it because there's a story and it's something they can um, like feel relevant to. They can they can um, attach to and feel like oh I I recognize this. I recognize these these feelings and. You know that's that's something way deeper than just marketing. Like, for example, for a football boot, like yo, you're gonna be faster wear these. No, like if you can get sell a story, you're in. Like that's boom done. It's, it's already sold. You're already gonna sell a lot, and you're just you can just build upon that story for as long as the collab- collaboration stays alive and everyone is just you know hunky dory together. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be just I I have a I, I have a a good vision towards the future with that collaboration. Yeah, for sure. I said storytelling is so powerful. It's if you can build those memories, you look back as a kid, I said the Daily Paper one has a football, uh, like your your street grounds you played on when you were younger. Everyone remembers that. And when a brand or a club can tap into that, that is so powerful. And it's a very difficult thing to do because it is niche. But... Every season we see one or two kits nail it. Not every single one of them do. We've seen some horrific 
versions of it. I'll be honest, your second kit this season is so bad. Yeah, we don't talk about the top of kits this season. Like, it's so N- bad. Nike have fumbled the bag big time. So. Bro, Nike, like, the thing is, Nike looks like they, they, they carry themselves with, like, such high honor and, like, they try to push creativity and innovation. And then they bring out, like, a copy-paste, tr- like, a, a template kit. And I'm just like, like even at this point, like I remember two years ago, I would say that it would be Addy, Nike, Puma. And then now I think that those two have like second and third have, have, have flipped because Puma does make some really nice kits or even clothes. But I feel Nike's fell off a little bit. Just, just copy paste and bland, not good. Yeah, like it's difficult to see their strategy and going in. But I said, when you're making kits and clothes, you want to make memories. Will these kits be memorable? Do they have a significant part that will go down in memory? I said, we've got the World Cup starting in nine days. Yeah, That these kits will go down in history and, and be remembered. And you've got to think how powerful that is. But you never know. Because even the worst kit could have the best footballing moment, then it becomes an icon. Yeah, just even look like um, look at um, there's this team in, in, in Africa, they oh, they couldn't afford like actual like official kits, so they made their own, and I think they even made like qualifiers for the World Cup, and everyone remembers the kit like it was such like they look back at it and they just laugh because it was such a bad like they're like what the heck were we thinking. But as you said, like if you make memories, who cares what the kit looks exactly. like? Exactly. <laughs> Just remember, like what's it called? Spurs for Spurs Ajax. Like I mean, that was that that green kit is it's memorable for me. Like I'll look at it and then I'll, I'll get mad because of the Lucas Moore girl. But then I'm like, you know what? That that kit was it's it's legendary. That's why I have it framed in my bedroom. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, talking about kits. What's the what's the most famous or like? successful player player kit that you own like a t-shirt or you what's my top kit yeah yeah. so my all-time top kit is um oh what have you blanked out i have blanked um fumbled the bag wait 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 wait. i know it's bad because i've got this framed as well back in england um and he's a Tottenham player as well don't tell me it's Sane. No, Tottenham's all time top scorer. Um, Jimmy Greaves. I've got a signed Jimmy Greaves shirt. He's Tottenham's all time goal scorer. Last time Tottenham won the the, the top Anything. division. Yeah. 60, 61. So I've got that framed, won at an auction. So that's a prized possession. But my other ones that I have, I've got my Harry Kane, my Gareth Bale, Tottenham ones. But the story of. So, I never get players' names on the back of the kit because I had a horrific incident when I was younger. Um, I got a Robbie Keane shirt for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Robbie Keane's one of my all-time favourite players. Yeah, Got it for Christmas. He moved to Liverpool in January. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And <laughs> since then, I've been a bit traumatised. I was like, look, I'm never going to get a player on the back of my shirt because my, one of my all-time favourite players, Robbie Keane, Got the shirt at Christmas, January the tenth, sent to Liverpool. Like, okay, great. Um, so now I've only started getting names recently. I said I've been getting. I've got Bale and Kane. Starting to get a Bellingham shirt for this uh, World Cup. But yeah, like I have a few classic shirts. I collect quite a lot of Tottenham classic ones. Ninety nine to two thousand and one. Two years Tottenham were with Adidas. Um, I yeah. have a bad addiction collecting all Tottenham Adidas memorabilia so <laughs> I've now got all the home and away kits that are sponsored by Tottenham I've got four training kits I've got a sweatshirt a quarter zip Jesus. and a Ranger Spurs till I die yeah it, it is it is, is it? fair enough I mean can't blame you for not supporting your club memorabilia yeah fair enough I mean we watched the Spurs game yesterday it was 4-3 against Leeds I mean, already after seeing your reaction, I already know that you're 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 a big big fan. Mm. Yeah, of course. I said it's 
you stick with your club for life. Yeah. My my dad was a Spurs fan. That's how I was raised. Even though my uncle didn't want me to be. Um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those things. Like it's a beauty of football. It's a beauty through thick and thin. Yeah, you yeah. always support. And them. the thing is, it's it's really beautiful about football because even though we are we support different teams, we still appreciate the game that's being played. And for me, whenever I whenever I say, "Oh yeah, I support Barca, Ajax, and Liverpool," first, like, there's three things that people always say. One is either, "Oh, I'm a Madridista, piss off." Two is, "Why do you support so many teams?" And three is, um, "Oh, okay, cool." Third is, I mean, that's in order of how common it is, how 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 much I hear it. Um, but now I'm 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 switching it. I'm saying honestly, my love for football or the sport itself or sports in general. Trumps <clears throat> a certain team. I'll literally watch a Madrid game. I'll go into if if I get offered tickets for free to stand in the ultra section at at um what's the stadium called Santiago Bernabeu and stand I, amongst I, them. I'll take it. I wouldn't go to an Arsenal game. Fair enough. No, like I I had I got offered tickets, but it would be in the Arsenal section for the London derby. Ooh, okay, that's gonna and, make your skin crawl, especially uh, with all the memorabilia you got back home. Like. Uh, I I I agree with you. Any other club, I would happily go watch. I am not going to watch. What if it's game. what if it's uh, it's Robbie Keane playing for Liverpool? I I don't really like Liverpool either. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Fair enough. I mean, no. Like I just, I'm just thinking about like I just you say you have the appreciation. Yes, I do. But I have the deep, I have the deep lion roots. Yeah, like, okay, I, that's I fair. couldn't cheer for another club like I've been to I've been to watch like Fulham play I've been to watch Aston Villa I've been to watch like, other clubs yeah look I'll enjoy it like because they're not like direct rivals but it's just like will you go to Chelsea game? maybe I, th- I think I would um, I have been to Chelsea game before because my friend's a Chelsea fan but yeah like I don't mind them as much the so fans aren't so as unbearable. Even say say I I I get tickets tickets to Arsenal. It's against Spurs, but the catch is you have to sit amongst all the Arsenal fans. If Ooh. if if I was with people, so if I was with a few people, yeah, and I, yeah, I might do it, but I wouldn't enjoy it. I would feel worried. I because I would one hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've done it before when I've had to sat in the away section. Um, I went to watch Spurs versus Leicester mm. and I could only get into the Leicester home section. Spurs won 2-1 that day. And I remember just, oh, it was so tough not celebrating. Sat amongst the Leicester fans. It's, it's nah, you know, you know to, be, to be honest, I, I had that, that experience maybe once, but not to the extent that you had. I was in the pub. It was Champions League. I was watching... Um, Liverpool Ajax and that's it's it's always tough because they always get like put up against each other and in that, that game I'm, it's it's I, I, I just watch it and whoever wins fine I'm happy but this time of course I'm sitting in a, in, in a pub in Holland amongst a lot of people that are Ajax fans and I spot this um, like bro, this these two sisters and, and a family pretty much they were they were wearing Liverpool shirts and then I looked at them, and then I gave them a little bit of a thumbs up because I let them know like I'm in the same boat as you, but not really. Um, but I remember in this particular game, um, Salah chipped the keeper, and then I I just I I didn't celebrate, but I did, I, and I didn't. I, it was like a complete reflex because everyone went silent, and then there's me just like, you know, give it a little shoulder, give it a little shoulder, right? Because I had to keep it in check because I'm pretty sure that if they saw me celebrate, because I was talking. I was saying like you know I actually playing like like shit we we like I said we like as a as a as a supporter yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have to play better and, and then all that shit but you know in those situations there's only so much you can do yeah of course of course yeah so also uh, cricket I don't watch cricket a lot but you know you congrats on the World Cup thank you thank you England won the T Twenty today yeah absolutely first time men has held two cricket World Cups at the same time men's team so. So of, any any men's team in general, or just, so because the way cricket works, we have three. There's three different yeah, there's formats. T twenty and then T twenty one day and test. Yeah. So England currently hold the T twenty and the one day World Cup. Mm-hmm. 
So it's the first team to hold two out of the three at the same time. And what if they? What, how how happy would you be if they if they won all three? You've completed cricket, <laughs> uh, but we lost it. The Test World Cup was last year. And when is the next one? So the next one is the next one day ODI, which is next year. So, okay, so it's not like like football where it's every four years. It's just they rotate. So, so okay, fair enough. And then which to you is the most entertaining one? T20 is obviously very entertaining, but I prefer one days because they're a bit more tactical yeah. and the way you play through, but you can't be a good T20 match when they just start hitting the ball, just going for it. I said, you see these players, shots all over the pitch. It's Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I, w- I was watching it today with you and I was just like, I never watched it. And I was just like, I can understand a little bit because <laughs> my Uber driver to the airport that's a good story. Um, he, because uh, I was late, my train fell and I had to come here, of course. Um, and basically the Uber driver that I had, he watches a lot of cricket. Um, and his brother is like a coach for a professional, um, prof- professional, yeah, the Dutch national team even taught like the techniques and stuff. Very interesting. Uh, so I understood a little bit. But when I th- try to think of tactics, baseball just comes into my mind and baseball has zero tactics yeah so i'm just like cool just hit the ball and pray that's that's literally if i had to if you told me yo dude you gotta go play cricket right now that's what i would do i wouldn't like i just hit the ball like actual baseball swing and just pray yeah no i I, it's one of those that especially this year i've got a greater appreciation for more sports i've started watching a lot of i started watching a load more like MLB, so baseball, yeah, yeah. watching NBA, I started to learn it. And I feel like you can just appreciate, once you get a basic understanding, you can appreciate it. Like, I'm not an NBA pro. Like, I don't know much about players, certain players, but I watch a game and I'm like, okay, that's yeah. good. And I think that's a big thing you have to learn. A lot of people gatekeep sports and say, oh, you don't know this sport because you don't know this certain rule. Like, if you have, like I said, I could sit down on Saturday afternoon and watch any sport, really. Yeah. You could put on the TV and I would just watch any sport. It could be curling, could be bobsleigh, it could be lacrosse. Like, I'm watching and be impressed, and I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you gauge your respect. Like, okay, when I was in the, in the hospital for two months, there was no football being shown on the screens or any... Uh, any no 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 sport that I was interested at the time. It was only winter sport. So um, I basically sat there for like you know who knows how many hours a day. But I came to understand um, like what's ski jumping? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, and then there was also the um, the uh, triathlon. I'm not sure how they call it. All I the way I call it was ski ski shooting biathlon. That's it. Um, and I just came to appreciate it because I went snowboarding for the first time a week ago and up until then I was like, you know, it seems, you know, it's a bit time, con- like, you know, energy consuming, but I think you can survive, but the amount of energy it takes to just keep going for four hours and shooting straight and hitting your targets, keep, it's insane. And even with like, so without ski jumping, first of all, your knees are just pudding yeah. after, after a few years, your, your knees are non-existent. But I can appreciate, like, because I saw one of the, I think I saw a world record, because I was just sitting there and I saw this guy jump like 120 meters. I was just like, that's insane how they can just go jump that easily and turn into like a flying squirrel. It's, it's, I think even us, like, we're just so easy to entertain. Yeah. Like you can, you can turn on a cooking show and I'll, I'll <laughs> happily watch that. Yeah, it so depends. Depends if I, yeah. Gordon Ramsay. I mean, yeah, maybe, 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 maybe in the kitchen. Yeah, just or what's that? There's this one, um, one meme. Uh, I always see it. Um, what's it called? Um, the, the this lady goes, uh, if this pasta had some some ham in it, and the guy like gets so pissed off, and then um, he goes, if my grandma had a had wheels, she'd be a bike. Like it's so random, but it just makes me laugh all the time. I could happily watch that for a few hours a day. Uh, all right, next topic. Let's see what we have here. So I have, yeah, I have, like I said, I have a few written down. Um, 
Time management. Time management. Yeah. You seem yeah. You seem to be a king in that. I feel. Yes, I'm not there yet, but I'm a lot better than I was. Compared to when? Uh, a year ago, or even ten months ago in January. Fair so, enough. like, I said, as soon as I started working in Web three and doing other stuff, my time is consumed. Yeah. I did nothing else and luckily it was still like towards the end of lockdown like I still had a lot of time in my hands and then December, January and I'll start February I was getting burnt out like I felt myself dipping in my real job in my web3 job and then I went skiing for two weeks and just shut everything off Yeah, came back and I was that. like okay now I need to Organize myself, set myself up. Yeah. And the biggest thing I realize is what I tell people is there is always another day and it can wait. I was always trying to think, oh, I've got to do this now, do this, I've got this. And I was stressing myself out, panicking, trying to get stuff done. And then I suddenly realized by the end of the week or Friday, oh, I had loads of time spare. So why did I stress Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah, and then I started prioritizing and being like okay this needs to be done here this can wait a few days until I have a bit more time and really setting a clear split between activities and work yeah so like for example for me like I wake up I go to the gym in the morning once I finish the gym work mode job yeah I'm there have lunch that's one of my other splits I shut off then I start again for the afternoon I get back home I usually have some dinner have a cup of tea and then I'll have my laptop out in front of me and I'll be working on some discord stuff some managing some other stuff chatting with other people building connections but I think it's just basically knowing what works for you that's why as I said at the beginning of this is I had to cut everything out to introduce it back in I did the same with drinking this summer. Um, after I went to America, I came back and I was like, look, I had, I had an amazing time, but stop it. I stopped drinking and everything for three, four months. Now I've started to introduce it very slowly back in at certain times. For example, this weekend we went to the football, I had some beers, we had a games night the other night, had some beers, that's fine. But... I'm not going to go back to the ways I was before. Yeah. So it's just kind of learning what works for you. But sometimes you just need a cold start and you can't know what works for you until it's gone bad for you before. Yeah. I have a, yeah, I, I can, I can really agree with that because I think was it last year or two years ago, two years ago, I went like six to seven months sober. Was that no, Yeah. It was from January till just before my birthday. And then, because I was, I'm always, I'm never really a, a big, like, let's get absolutely hammered guy. Like, I can drink a lot, but it just depends on the mood, the vibe. Like, like you said, we had the games night. Like, I could barely finish my second beer. I probably, I didn't even finish it. It's just because, you know, one is fine and then it's, it's good, done. Like, everything, like, a good, probably, explanation is just everything in moderation is fine. And like you said, a cold start, like. If you don't know what, yeah. If you don't know where your your boundary is, where you where you cross the line, um, you know, you never you never know how to structure it yeah, out exactly. and how to, uh, how do I say this? How to, you know, put put everything in balance because, as I said, you know, moderation of everything is key. Too much work is bad. Too much alcohol is bad. Too much exercise is bad. So if you just find a way to balance that, and the thing is, I think a lot of that. Because I have a lot of, um, I, I question it a lot too, like, how do I keep this in check? But I think it's mostly just doing it. Like, if you if you feel like, okay, say you're going to the gym five days a week, if you feel that like that's too much and that's affecting, you know, your sleep, your, your eating and you're relaxing because, you know, you're, you're in your mind you're like, oh, I have to go to the gym. Although it could be a, a place where you shut your mind off. It's still not a place you shut your body off because you're still pumping, you know, you're doing cardio, you're doing back, you're doing legs, you're doing whatever your body is still working, your mind might be, you know, not focused on, oh, I have a project deadline tomorrow morning. No, your, 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 your body is still functioning. And I think it's really important to just have one day where you just 
become lazy like you just do nothing um and you know you just become a couch warrior or a bed warrior like it's it sound it's 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 very important and I, and I get you know you can get out your day but if you just have a day where you just slow down take everything easy take a break from work take a break from whatever you're doing and just go outside have fun that's so important yeah i must say it's not easy though it took me a long time like i feel like i've only started to master it and get into a rhythm this year and a lot of that has been with routine having set sleep i've started tracking my sleep more my meals so i have a like a shake meal shake and that is my lunch so i don't mess around cooking dinner i cook too much i do this i do that i know i eat at work and then i have this and it's building that structure in because like when i was at university mess i couldn't wake up for 10 o'clock i missed lectures i was all over the place even when i started my job i had that transition of okay you've gone from the university dicking about a university and i need be there but as i've got more responsibility myself i've started to act differently like i i'm always myself but i do put a split between yourself and your work my work myself i am online but there's always me underlying but is one thing i've learned is like okay treat the people around you in a way and that's you know it should be I, i i can definitely agree with that because um, when you put like a certain responsibility that you might not be ready for, that's when like the ultimate test of like, okay, because I, I turn into a different person if I have like, um, say a project deadline or how do I or uh, like photography. Like if I, if I know I have to get something done, don't talk to me because I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to get this done on time and as, as best I possibly can. Um, and as you pile up those responsibilities, you, like, I realized myself, like, oh, you know, like I can, I can be this person naturally without having to force it. Um, and it's just process of building yourself up, building the confidence up. Like me, like I have to stand in front of like kids and give lessons. Like my, like a year ago, um, the first time I had to do it, I was like, I was not shaking, but I was just like, what the fuck do I do? Because this is my first time. Like anything i say these three-year-old naive ass kids will just agree because that's all they know they're they're a sponge but then as i did it more and more i just grew comfortable to the point where now if you throw me in front of a group of people um whatever i'm super relaxed i know what to do i know what to say um and i can even have fun doing it and i can put my own twist to it which is you know very key to actually mastering slash understanding everything and how that works yeah self-confidence is key like is i said one of the biggest things you learn as well is if you're confident then the way people perceive you is so different yeah because at work i'm one of the youngest in my team but people may not assume that just because you never talk about age you never talk about experience it's about how you put yourself across how you act like a lot of the time you do earn to get in the position and you're there based on merit, but some people don't need to know that you've only been doing it a year. Don't need to be, you've only been doing it six months because as long as you come across and you're confident in what you're doing, then that's the best thing. Because as soon as you start showing a little bit of uncertainty, that's when questions arise. Like a lot of things that you were saying with me and my time management and everything like that, Interning myself, I feel like I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but I know that, look, I'm confident with what I'm doing. I can talk about it and I will help people to get to the steps that I'm trying to work on. As I said, you can't jump to the final thing straight away. And I know small step by step and getting it is there. But like, as I said, my favorite, one of my favorite signs of confidence is key. Like, even if you're talking in front of people, how you come across is invaluable. Yeah. And the thing is with this, with this podcast, even like it took a long time for me to um, actually like do it because I think it's a lot of, it was a lot about uncertainty and me overthinking it. How am I going to do it? How, whatever. Like I bought the, the microphone and I was like, cool, that's one step done. And then, um, cause I got the logo done like in March, February ish. 
and I had it and then I was just like cool I'll buy the mic one day and then I did it like four months later and then it just sat there um, I was using it for like calls and stuff sounded great and then one night I just got like a big fuck it just do it and then like even if you listen back to the first episode it's not perfect this might not be perfect the camera died maybe 30 minutes ago but who cares um, and you know it's 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 more of a thing like I'm, I'm figuring it out but the, the confidence levels I have in myself that I'll figure it out and I'll make it a semi-consistent thing and that I can understand it super high. And even if you listen, like I said, if you listen back to the first episode, it's me not vulnerable, but it's me just being honest. It's me just figuring it out. And that's what I like about that first episode is because it's all over the place. Like I got, I had a friend like send me a long essay on like, hey, this is what I picked up on, like listening to it very critical or really like, Point, point by point like how do you structure it um, and this is where you can improve on which I appreciate the shit out of by the way you know who you are um, and through that she, she even said like look I like actually the fact that you're like admitting it you're saying like I don't know what I'm doing but you're still rolling with it like is 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 really how do you say it like you can you can uh, relate to it a lot and it's just it says a lot about she said it says a lot about like character yeah, I said it's just taking the leap. As I said, I started streaming. I stream weekly now. Yeah. Four months ago, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, well, six months ago, never have thought, like, I like talking to people, I like discussing stuff. And suddenly someone goes, why don't you just stream a bit? Yeah. Start streaming, do it weekly. I've gone from, what, 11 viewers to, I hit 650 last Sponsored week. Sponsored by Rug Radio. Sponsored by Rug Radio. Oh, actually, this is perfect transition. So this is what we're talking about is a sheepy show every Wednesday at eight. Uh, yeah, no, nine p.m. Central Central European time. Perfect. So, um, if you are interested about the Web three bullshit, um, tune into the sheepy show. Uh, it's really helpful. He explains everything as if you're a toddler and you're just figuring it out. Um, and there's no such thing as like, oh, you don't know it, get out. Like, it's not. It's super broken down super easily explaining the simplest of terms um and getting people to understand it it's all about as you say onboarding um and and getting people comfortable with for our vision the the, the inevitable transition from the web to also by the way when we refer to web, web 2 we mean like google um being like the big big tech companies you have now and web 3 is focused on just stepping away from them the decentralization the the um um transparency with everything um but yeah like as i, I was as, as i was saying it's just the inevitable transition from you know um paying like simple as examples paying for tesla with bitcoin or um i i have a million idea a million uh, ways of thinking about it but i'll just roll with that one um but yeah sheepy show every nine o'clock central eastern time tune in very very solid show um i myself watch it whenever i can because wednesday's a bit tricky for me with my current schedule um whatever whenever i tune in it's just amazing it's a i like to think of it as whatever happens um within the finance uh, crypto and nft all all of that stuff it's just one hour of just this is what happened bam this is what you need to know yeah, exactly. That that was my aim. My aim was to break it down as simple as possible. So much stuff happens. So many big words are thrown around. So much technical jargon that a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people maybe see the outside shell, especially of like NFTs, crypto. They see the headlines. They see the news. Yeah. They don't understand the underlying technology, the benefits it can have to everyday uses. And is I said, it's just about education and. All I want from it, and I care, is that people can take something away and implement it. I said, even if you may learn what a definition of a simple word is, that will help you later on. And as I said, it's just your bite-sized one-hour podcast. It's all on YouTube as well, just to get what's going in the week. Cause yeah, catch up. Like even if you listen to a podcast, you know, you just you're you're cooking dinner. Just put your phone there and um, cook dinner and watch it. And then, boom, by the time you finish dinner, maybe you can finish doing your dishes. You watch the entire recap of what the heck's going on. And, you know, you, you gain a whole new knowledge. Yeah. Knowledge about um, topics in the 
in that space that's very wild to navigate um especially with all the rug pulls and especially with well actually also more context we're recording this um after ftx has faced a lot of controversy as it stands now it's not confirmed but the rumors are that uh, sbf has fled to argentina um as i said not confirmed um, but that's kind of a timeline on where we are so anything that does a resurface and you're listening to this in like a year or something or six months whatever uh, we don't know what's going to happen um, but we're approaching like the last 10-ish minutes um, now this is also something new now I want to ask you what do you want to talk about what do I want to talk about ooh that's put me on the spot yeah um ooh Oh, you really throw me in. I want to talk about art. Good. Good shout. So you like a lot of Dishtail? Dishtail, correct. Dishtail, you can yeah, probably yeah. see it. I've got some art around here as well. Yeah, so... That poster over there is based on Dishtail. Yeah, that's what I noticed. It. Um, I don't know if I can post video or start a picture. Um, but basically, it's, it's a Dutch um, kind of art. Yeah, Dutch type of minimalist modern art. Uh, found about um, oh, I've completely forgotten his name I've literally got his notebook just there yeah, yeah I've seen it um, but yeah it's an art style which I discovered on when I went to Amsterdam when I was like 16 or 17 yeah. and the way I like is a minimalism it's very structured so a lot of it is straight lines with a bit of colour Yeah, and I think that sums up you me yeah. as a person as well very rigid there but then i have my pops of color all over there which then lead to a image something that you can take from that you can do but um i'm seeing art progress a lot more now i think one of the real interesting things is with digital art yeah i was just gonna and say nfts as well and not even just that just like the globalization of artists yeah i think I was going to say AI art is also AI art is crazy if, and if anyone that's... wants to try something really cool try Dali it's basically this website um, where you um, it, it gives you like this Google prompt box and you type in like um, strawberry colored like a blueberry in a shaped like a watermelon and if you type that in and then the AI just searches it up and it mixes an image together some of them are awful uh, doesn't capture what you want to say, but some of them are really great. Um, but yeah, as you said, just artists are, or art itself is expanding, and it's, 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 it's something I really I, I come to appreciate. It's a lot of um, like expressing. Um, Banksy is also really, really good. At, I really like his art. Um, he actually uh, three or four days ago he put something up in Ukraine, um, which I really liked. I like the way. Or I like the, the the meeting and just the way that he goes about like no one knows who he is and then you just see a random Instagram post everyone goes crazy um, yeah I, th- I think the power art is like the feeling when you see it it means something like my apartment I have art on every wall in my hallway in my bedroom in my kitchen and I know each time I look at an artwork it means something if the video is working you can see this artwork up here this was from the 2018 World Cup summer. Yeah. Okay. Of England fans when we got to the, fi- uh, the, like the semi-final. Yeah. And in the beer gardens throwing pints around. And I will always then look at the artwork up there as that memory. Being sat in beer gardens. Watching Trippier's free kick go in. Like, that's what I mean. Like, no matter what they're... I'll look at it and have those memories. I look around at these other art pieces I have and they all trigger certain memories or certain thoughts. And I think that's the power of it. And even when, as I said, like I want to decompress and look around and just walk around and think, look at this. Oh, this picture means this. How can I do it? It kind of helps me sort my mind out as well yeah, yeah, yeah. by linking art to thoughts yeah. and connecting the dots. Yeah, I, I can kind of agree with that. I can kind of find myself in that because um, you're talking about the World Cup and Trippier's free kick where Croatia eventually beat beat England. Um, I'll never forget that day because um, 
my mom is is half Croatian. She never follows that all that that football stuff. And um, that day was great because usually um, we'll just like playfully like, oh, Croatia's gonna be shit. They won't make it. And then we were all like, okay, Argentina is like knocked out. And then Brazil, my dad's team got knocked out. And then the Netherlands got knocked out. And then we're like, okay, we'll support Croatia now. They're the last ones in it. And then before you know it, they're in the semis playing England. And then I remember telling my mom, like, mom, it's going to be a difficult game, but we'll see how it goes. Trippier scored the free kick. And I was like, oh my God, what a goal. And then we scored the 1-1. And then we went to extra time. Ivan Perisic. And then I just remember... Um, when the first penalties got scored, I was like, no, nah, we're winning this. It was just a level of like confidence within the, the, the Hrvatska players. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, nah, this is, this is going to be an interesting. And then when, I don't remember who took the final, the final penalty, but when that went in, I remember we all screamed as if we were in the stadium. You must be boiling right now, but I, that was, it's literally right, one right, of right, the... Right, right. And then we got slapped up 4-1 in the final against France. At least we scored. But, um, yeah, no, I get what you mean with, with the memories. I actually, like, I think tattoos is also really, um, plays a powerful element with remembering that yeah, stuff. for sure. It, it, something that I sometimes thought about and sometimes not, like, I've had this wristband on for seven years now. Wow. From when I worked in America. Yeah. I used to teach sailing in America. And one summer, like me and the two guys that I spent two, three years with there all got this. And it's like, yeah, that's a memory thing. Yeah. And I feel tattoos are good for that. But I said, it's something that I haven't looked into. And I totally, I appreciate some yeah. others. I love hearing people's stories. I like hearing people's reasons because that's some of the best things about them is the stories, the yeah. reasons, the like the, the memories you collect. And you know, like, um, we both have a mutual friend who went to Amsterdam, uh, spent some, I uh, spent time in London and in Amsterdam with him. Um, and he's someone like that where he will get a tattoo um, at a, at a city zat just for the memory and just for the experience. And um, you, you begin to collect, like, it's a good way, like, you, I, like, you see a lot of people with like sleeves and, and just a lot of, like, a lot of tattoos. And the first thing that I think is, damn, that's a lot of tattoos. That's a lot of money. I wonder how much hours you got put into that. But I don't often think, huh, I, I wonder what the memories are. Like, I always ask what's the meaning behind it, but I, I don't usually ask what are the memories linked to that specific tattoo. That's what I tell myself. Like, I've spent quite a lot of money on art. Like, I picked up a brand new piece of art. Um, I need to hang it up. But, like, 300, 300 euros. And I was thinking, that's a lot of money. But then I thought, every time I look at that, They'll be thinking of that it. brings me joy, brings me yeah. thought, and I think that's something I can't put like money on. Yeah. Like that's gonna be hung up for a year. That's a year, one euro a day for me to look at it and go, look, I, I look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes me happy. It makes me feel good. Yeah, no, that's that's I completely valid. I completely understand that. Uh, wow, we're on fifty nine minutes, um, but you know what? I'm gonna wrap it up. Nice. Um, it was good. Yeah, it's a nice little chat. Uh, you'll definitely be on for another one. Hopefully, for by sure. then we sort out the video, <laughs> video, uh, video maybe, aspect. Yeah, maybe online on the computers as maybe, well. Maybe that's also an option. Or maybe I just have to go back to Germany. Or I come to Amsterdam or to Holland. That's that's a that's a good shot. That also, that might be a. Or, or we go we go skiing, snowboarding. That is also very. We can true. have a we can have a, a podcast on top of the mountains. That'd oh. be dope. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank you for hosting me this weekend. It's been really great. Um, just real quick, tell everyone what you got going on and then we'll sign off. Yeah, thank you very much. No, thank you for coming. It's been an absolute pleasure and for having me on here. So what I've got going on at the moment, um, I said the Sheepy Show every Wednesday. That's what's taken up a bit of my time. And then spending a lot of time building community networking i am going out to miami in two weeks for some events out there to network meet people but that's about it there's not not too much i'm a fairly simple person all i want to do is meet people know their story what they're about and see how we can build something together or work together yeah perfect well 
Well, that was it for me for this episode, episode two of the Taco. Um, be sure to drop a like, uh, follow all that bullshit you hear from YouTubers. Uh, and I'll see you in the next episode. Who knows when? Uh, take it easy. Thank you.